Next up on Inside the SCCA, Solo Performance. Welcome to this edition of Inside the SCCA. I'm Brian Bolanski, and no, it's not me doing a solo performance. We are going to talk about solo performance. And our guest this week is Dave Whitworth from Solo Performance Specialties. See how it, see what I did there, Dave? See what you did there. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Dave is the uh, is owner, right, of Solo Performance Specialties? Correct. And yep. uh, he, if, if you've ever been to Solo Nationals, you probably have been to Dave's trailer and have, uh, I, what did I buy? I bought I bought racer tape this year, and I bought some magnetics from you. And because, um, of course, everyone has a bumper sticker they got to put on that they didn't think they were going to have to put on. So that's what I, <laughs> what I had to do. And uh, welcome to the show. So I ask, I ask first-time guests the same question every time, and that is, how did you get mixed up in this crazy sport that we love? Uh, so my parents started it in 1979. Uh, our local autocross club used to run at a, uh, at a big park in the St. Louis area, and they stumbled across it. And, um, they started autocrossing got into it pretty heavy uh my mom's a five-time national champion um so i kind of grew into it from that so so what were they autocrossing before you started autocrossing uh they started out in a trans am i think the first the first couple years then uh kind of diverge my mom was into Dodge Colts for a while when they were the little Mitsubishi Colt thing. Right, right. And uh, yeah, my dad was had a Formula a little Lotus Formula car for a while, and um, then a prepared Datsun twelve hundred and cool. Um, yeah, so you know, kind of varied stuff. So you were at the at the solo events before you were able to participate. I'm guessing, right? Yes. Yep. What did you do? <laughs> to keep yourself occupied during these events <laughs> uh probably cause trouble but <laughs> uh, at least by today's standards but yeah i can remember uh 82 nationals was at uh uh great american park or whatever theme park or six flags type place uh-huh. and uh i can remember that was one of the few i couldn't always go to nationals because it was in uh in the school year sure but, uh I can remember going there and uh, and spending literally all day riding the rides because you get there first thing in the morning in September during the week. <laughs> it's not that busy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we used to, I, I grew up about an hour north of Great America, um, Six Flags Great America. And I remember, yeah, it was always, you'd have to be in line and, and yeah, so being there in the middle of the week must have been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember what day it was, but it was not busy. You could ride just sure. endlessly. <laughs> so when did you start autocrossing? 1989. Okay. And um, what were you what were you driving at that point? Uh, it's been a long time. I think probably my mom's Dodge Colt okay. at the time. Uh, that was right when I turned 16, so I didn't have my own car. Okay. 
Um, yeah. And then we, around that time, we had a deep prepared Datsun 1200. I was probably driving that after a year or two, but sure. Yeah, Dad didn't let you start in the in the deep prepared car. No, no. <laughs> Dad was smart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, how long before you started heading to nationals? Uh, first time I went in '93. Okay. Um, and I thought I won again the next year, but I can't find record of that, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. I have the book behind me, and I, I don't know if I can pull it out without making a complete mess. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if anybody wants to look at the the complete history of the Solo Nationals, uh, go pick up Rock, Rocky Entrickin's book. It's for for the youngsters out there, they won't understand the reference I'm about to make, but it's the size of a like a almost like a Chicago phone book. Um, yeah, <laughs> which of course we don't have phone books anymore, so some people probably have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, but it's thick, and uh, every solo national results from I think the beginning beginning of time is in there. So uh, I'll look it up for you, but uh, <laughs> and, and let you know at a later date. So. Um, and and so tell me about you know 16 solo you know car stuff but i i grew up in the same era solo wasn't terribly sexy for us how'd you fall in love with it uh it was just what my parents did right. i've been around it so long that it just seemed natural to me i mean yeah um it did a little amateur drag racing, but that wasn't. It seemed like somewhere I wanted to go. I mean, right. nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't my thing. Sure, sure. Um. So yeah, so it was kind of just always autocrossing is going to look is going to kind of fit in, and then right. <laughs> any uh, any thoughts on trying to go road racing? Not really. Uh, I want to do more track days. Right now, I can usually squeeze in one or two a year. I want to get do more of that, but uh, then kind of want to, you know, my daughter she graduates college this year, both her and college. Uh, the, the extra budget isn't there to uh, sure to, to mount a top flight autocross campaign and do too many track days. <laughs> right, right, right. So, what's been your evolution of autocross? You started in in the late eighties, ninety three solo nationals. We're going to get to your your off track uh, exploits in in a bit. Um, how did you so so? How has your record been at Solo Nationals? Let's start with that. I'm definitely not one of those guys that they say, "Oh, this is his twentieth national and his twentieth trophy." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm twenty five nationals and three trophies. So. Okay, okay, that's you know what, but there's a lot of folks like that, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. I, I learned this year by going to my first solo nationals um, how much effort it takes to be even in the trophies, let alone being at the top end of the trophies. Um, there's beyond the fact that there's just enormous class fields and everything. The level of talent is just insane. Yeah, it really is. Um, wh what kind of dedication do you think it, it takes time wise to be up in that maybe top 10, top five discussion in any of the bigger, bigger subscribe classes? Uh, I don't know how to quantify it. It's quite a bit of, yeah. 
uh, not necessarily. In the, the, I've got a cam car now, and it's it's fairly reliable. Knock on wood. Right. Uh, so there's not a lot of working on it necessarily, but there's a little, a lot of uh, thinking about setup and and comfort. In the last few years, I've worked pretty hard on mental stuff uh, and trusting what you're feeling and sure. <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, so it's, it's pretty, it takes, and you got to go to a lot of events. You got to get, uh, for me at least, I, I got a lot of practice. I don't, <laughs> right. How many events? Perishable skill. Yeah. Yeah. How many events do you get to drive in each year? Probably 25 to 30. Oh, wow. Is that also part of, because you're taking the trailer to the events as well. And, and, and that's part of the business model. Yeah. I mean, most events, uh, for the store, it's a secondary uh, ticket because we're going. Right. Not gonna, not gonna would pay for it on its own. But, sure. Uh, yeah. So we and we do some of it's basically advertising. If people, if you're not around people, right, they forget you're there when it's time to shop. So. So are you uh, doing like the entire national tour with with the trail and everything? Are you basically focusing in the St. Louis and surrounding areas? Uh, we stay in Midwest-ish with the tour stuff. Okay. Uh, you know, we obviously go to Lincoln. Right. Uh, we'll try to do stuff in Peru. You know, stuff four, five, six hours around here. We'll try to get to schedule depending. Uh, every year we go to, last couple of years we've been going to the stuff in Georgia early in the year and late in the year. Okay. Uh, been going to Bristol. Uh that kind of stuff. It's right. a little bit of a balance. How right. much time I can spend away from the office. And... Right. Are there enough events near in your circle sphere that to get 25 in a year? Are they all SCCA events? Or are you doing other organizations events also? Majority are SCCA. Okay. Uh, we've got a, a Boeing sports car club here locally that runs. Uh, that's obviously not SCCA. They run. Run events, those are always good to, I mean, they're not an SCCA level event, but uh, that's both good and bad. Right, right, <laughs> uh, sure. So that's, that's, yeah, you, I mean, you get to do, yeah, I do three or four with them every year. It's always a fun day and relatively short. And uh, Right. Well, there's a couple of independent clubs in Illinois, or up in Champaign, Illinois, it's a couple hours away, I'll run with them. Sure. Um, so what, um, when... You go to Solo Nationals. Um, can you describe it to people who've never been there? Because I, I haven't been able to figure out how to describe it. <laughs> uh, it's tough because we get you try to always recruit. You know, got to recruit people to the cult and, uh, and twist their arm. I, I tell them it's the biggest autocross. I think, I think of the biggest autocross you can think of. And I said, then there's basically three of them going on at one time right. on the site. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I just two courses and a practice course. Yeah, right, right, right. I described it to somebody as like Woodstock meets autocross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I could not believe just the ginormity of it. You know, um, someone told me when because you know I was I took the podcaster, so I was going to have to hunt down people and and you know I had my little map and everything and and they said you, you've got to you've got to make sure you get a golf cart or some way to get around because you're going to be you're going to die if you have to walk <laughs> back and forth all this stuff and it can be really really hot I found out early in the week it was really hot 
And I was like, do I really need a golf cart? Do I really need to spend the money? And I could not have ever done that without a golf cart. Um, oh, just, absolutely, just yeah. so many people, so many cool cars, and, uh, and, and so many varying varying skill levels. You know, I, before going this year to, or last year, I guess, um, I had not done an autocross since maybe 89 or 90, maybe 91. And um, I wasn't planning to go and compete, but I was when I started talking about going, they said, "Oh no, if you're going to go, you got to compete." And I'm like, "But I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not national championship quality guy, you know." And like that's that's not part of it. It's about the experience and getting out there and do it and everything. I'm like, "Okay, okay." So then I decided to do it, and I, then then I decided I better go do a couple here before I go, so I don't completely <laughs> embarrass myself. I still completely embarrass myself, by the way. Um, but at least I knew, you know how to get to the start line and, and, and hopefully which cones to drive left and right of. <laughs> but, um, but it was just so much fun and so many different people and, and, and lots of people who are also fairly new at this. And when you don't do it for 30 years, I consider myself a newbie again. So much has changed. Uh, when I went last time, there were no um, water bottles to cool your tires. That wasn't a thing. Um, <laughs> what else was there? Was no video to speak of, you know. And um, uh, just so much has changed. What What is the biggest change you've seen since you started? Because you started back when I did, but you didn't take the time off. I did. <laughs> uh, just the the quality and the sizes of courses. I'd say is a big one mm. uh, I mean I look back at what uh, what the site was that we ran locally where my parents found the club and we ran up there to through the early 90s and that was a premier it was it was a not a huge site we but it was premier events people used to travel to St. Louis for mm-hmm. a two-day Memorial Day weekend mm-hmm. event that we put on every year and you look at that now and, and you're like, whoa, how, how, how did we do that? Right. <laughs> D- didn't St. Louis host the national championships one or two years? Yeah, the, fir- the first year they right. hosted it, it was out at the racetrack, uh, the, at the former road racetrack out in kind of outside of the uh, town. Okay. It's, uh, of course, now a subdivision. But <laughs> sure, of course. Aren't they all? Yeah, unfortunately. So. Yeah, yeah. Um. So at what point in all of this did you decide, well, maybe I should start, you know, did you just kind of accidentally fall into the business side of this? Uh, A little bit. I I had a friend that I was uh, a former partner who we were autocrossing. He had a Mustang. I had a Mustang. We autocrossed against, you know, with each other or whatever and kind of struck up a friendship and, uh, and he kind of uh, was looking for a side hustle. Of course, we didn't call it that. Of course time, not. But looking for a side hustle. And, uh, yeah, kind of came and said, well, what do you think about maybe trying to sell a couple things at the events? And uh, and that's, that's interesting. You know, I've, uh, I've been around long enough to know that Solo Time, which is a company we actually bought out okay. in 2006, but uh, it'd been around for a long time and uh and they used to do stuff at the big events i'd see them around I, they were from midwest so uh right. so anyway we started uh you know my my partner we, we went our separate ways after a few years but we started out he just brought some we found some places to buy some helmets and uh tire gauges and stuff wholesale and we were basically selling them out of the trunk of his car um 
at events and uh it kind of evolved relatively quickly into uh hey we're selling everything we got we want to do more so i think we got a a truck or something to do a little bigger stuff and we were yeah just just locally just having really big sales days for a single day i mean you really have three hours of sales time or whatever right um and kind of uh and kind of went from there um did did it start as an idea to help pay for the whole to go to go drive (laughs) yeah yeah i mean just a way to make some extra bucks and right uh did you so at that yeah. at that point were you did you have a solo specific car or were you taking your daily driver to the to the to the track? I did have a solo specific car, uh, or not a? It wasn't. It was still a street car, but right. Uh, it was our third. You know, right. It wasn't your it daily wasn't driver. Uh, right, right. So it started with. Um, it started with you said what helmets and tire gauges. Was there anything else in those yeah. those early days that were, were hot sellers? Yeah. yeah, and then we kind of branched into, uh, you know, of course, magnetic numbers. Sure, and and that kind of thing was a it was and still is a big thing. And we kind of okay, what do we want to do here? So I talked to the guys that you know, I didn't want to be competition to people who are already in the industry. It's a pretty small market, right? Uh, so I approached Solo Time and. Uh, and they said, "Well, yeah, we you could be a dealer for us." So we started being a dealer for their stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I always think about with things like that. You know, there's always seemingly enough enough business out there for everybody, and and it's always better to kind of work together than to work against each other, right? Yeah, yeah. And we try. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, you're going to step on, you're going to overlap some ways, but it seems like if you can play nice together, it's better for everybody. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So at what point did it evolve into, I'm guessing it wasn't a full-time business at that point in time. You, when did you first no, start? You I, said 80, uh, 99? Yeah, I started in 99. Okay. Uh, yeah, we went a few years where it was basically just just part-time. My partner was running out of his basement, and we had a retired little budget truck or whatever we bought, and uh, we would load our stuff up, and then... Uh, by 2003 or four, I think. Oh, well, let's let's see if we can take this show to nationals and see how we do there. And right, did really good. Right there. Uh, yeah, we were. Uh, I was in the IT, had my own IT company, and so I was self-employed, so I had some flexibility. Sure. With that, but uh, kind of coincidentally, about 2006, then. Uh, Mark out, Mark and Gene Alf, who uh, own Solo Time, kind of approached me and said, "Well, we're, we're really, you know, we don't autocross anymore. We're really wanting to step down from the business. Would you be interested in in buying this?" So we, uh, you know, worked out a deal and end up, you know, purchasing Solo Time, which is for the numbers and and that kind of stuff. Uh, and when we did that, it wasn't too long after that that I'm like, "Okay, I got to make a decision here." I can do this full time, or I can <laughs> <laughs> trying to do a part time is limiting it greatly. So, when did you finally go full time? Uh, Two thousand seven. Okay. And have you been full time with it ever since? Yep. Yep. 
That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That first time you went to nationals, what was were you the only kind of supply provider at that point? Yeah, we really were. Uh, you know, there was the shirt guy and uh, and probably Coney and <laughs> probably Gosh's Motorsports, I'm sure. Uh, but that we were the only ones selling stuff, uh, and we actually took our uh, we had our own vinyl cutter. We weren't really doing magnetic numbers, but we could do vinyl. Okay. We actually took our vinyl cutter and our stuff out there, uh, and that was a huge hit. Yeah. Uh, for a couple of years, it kind of after everybody got over the uniqueness of it, it wasn't as worth the hassle anymore. But sure, the first sure. few years it was, uh, yeah, making making joke stickers and people need numbers and whatever. So, <laughs> when did you start work uh, incorporating? Because you you do the tire trailer, right? Also, yes. When did you start yeah. doing that? Uh, so that was about uh, eight, nine years ago. Okay. Uh, I'd always had my own, or over time, I'd have kind of acquired my own tire equipment to do my own stuff, like a lot of people do. Right. And then uh, we were going out to events, and uh, I think, yeah, somebody, a club racing event in St. Louis, hey, we need sure can't make it we need somebody to come out and do tires would you be willing to do it uh we started doing therapy at, at that event and kind of once again didn't want to step on any toes and right uh but it's just people retired or moved on or whatever uh, yeah we started doing more of it at the track and then uh that kind of led into doing it as we moved locations for the business we got one uh, about 10 years ago, I guess it was big enough that actually people could pull cars in. Okay. Uh, and, uh, so we started I'm like, okay, well, there's a niche here. I can start doing this for people locally as well. Right. Um, and over, over time, that's actually my, you know, my shop side of my business has grown quite a bit. Sure. Um, sure. Of stuff we do for people locally. So, and you do both racing and non-racing stuff as well in that regard. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of on the shop side, kind of stay unique. I'm the only one that does the service. Uh, we do tires and alignment, suspension. Uh, everything's appointment only. Uh, kind of stay in my lane there, and that way I can control my the quality of the work. <laughs> sure. And uh, and the flow of work based on my own schedule. And that's yeah. Um, um, so on the tire side at the track, do you, do you, are you a distributor for, for anyone? For Hoosier, we're there as Hoosier's, I guess, official representation. We work with RNS Racing. Okay. Uh, there's also friends, Ron and Sonia are friends of ours that we used to race in our class for a long time, but, Got it. um, they had, they've been a Hoosier dealer since 94. Okay. Uh, and they were heavy into it. They used to man the Hoosier tent. Uh, and nationals in the 90s and early 2000s, and they kind of stepped back from that for a while. Uh, and then Hoosier approached approached them about, hey, would you come back and do this? It's not making sense for us to send the truck. Uh, and they came to me and said, hey, do you want to work together on this? And yeah. that's what we've been doing for five or six years. So cool, cool. Is it all pre-order stuff at nationals? And do you do you take the t yeah. the tire stuff to all the events or just to nationals? We take it at this point. My trailer's got tire stuff 
I take all events. Okay. Uh, or all, it's always there. I only do tires at like tours. Right. Okay. Uh, local events. There's not time. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, but everything's pre-order. Uh, right. There's just not enough uh, space. Not up. enough Hoosier say Hoosier be the only one that used to bring out a trailer of inventory, but right. Uh, the market's evolved enough that there's not enough of that anymore. So <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it makes sense. That makes sense. So what's what is the gamut run of everything you sell on the non-tire side? Uh, well, n numbers and graphics are our biggest item sure. by far. Uh, both online, a little less so at events, but uh, besides that, try to stay with stuff that autocross or track track day guys need. So tire gauges, uh, gloves, racer's tape, uh, helmets, uh, that kind of stuff. Scooters. Uh, yeah. We picked up scooters a couple years ago because electric potable scooters okay. for all these big sites, uh, things like that. Uh, brake fluids. We uh, may have to talk about that scooter thing. Hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah. And, and and so I've been involved since '86 with my dad. My, my dad did mostly road racing, and um, and then I did a little bit of soloing, and then and then pretty much a road racing from from '86 on. Racers tape is like a ten millimeter socket. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, right? <laughs> I don't know why, but I can never find a roll of racers tape whenever I need it. So every time I feel like I'm at the racetrack, I'm buying a roll of racers tape. And then I got like 74 rolls at home and I never remember to bring them. Um, so anyway, I, I, I have I have great af um, affection for all of the trailers who go around to racetracks around the country as long as they have racers tape for me. <laughs> <laughs> it is a... Uh... It's not a huge seller, but it's it's a uh, a lot of that. Holy cow! I forgot to bring it. Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's on the trailer at events that that people will be surprised to find out it's on the trailer? Uh, really, it seems like we have trouble marketing that we actually have magnetic numbers. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure we're working on that. It's a different marketing plan to kind of <laughs> emphasize that, but yeah, people do. Yeah, do you have magnetic numbers? Yeah, I got a whole, <laughs> yeah, whole toolbox full of them. Uh, so you just bring like a, a bunch of white ones and a bunch of black ones, so people can grab exactly. Yeah, yeah, we kind of got to narrow it down because sure. we've got so many combinations on the website that it, it was, it's yeah, we've got basic, you know, the SCCA legal sizes. Sure, sure. In black and white, and some basic fonts. Yeah, uh, but yeah that that seems to be the biggest thing. Uh, people new to tours look in and see the tire machine are pretty surprised there's a tire store at the event. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, so. Do you keep like electrical, like fuses and wiring and butt connectors and that kind of stuff? I, I don't. Really? Uh, we try, tried that at one time and it just never seemed huh. to, to be to sell enough to be worth the effort. Sure. It, sure. Like we always, it was hard to have the right thing necessarily. Right. Uh, yeah, I dabbled in that when we first started with the fuses and whatever. So, yeah, and uh, and I suppose that's something you could go to any auto parts store and grab locally too if you absolutely had to. So yeah, you know, most of our 
our events aren't so far off in the boonies that there's not an auto parts store relatively exactly, close yeah. by, you know, for that kind of stuff. So cool. Cool. So t- tell me some stories. You, you, you've been to nationals now all these years. You've got to have some crazy stories to share with us. What's uh, what's your what's your craziest solo national or, or any event story um, where, you know, someone came to the trailer or, or something you'd, on the track? What, what's give me a good story? Uh, well, obviously, for everybody who was there in 2001, that was a very uh... sure. <laughs> Very interesting nationals, obviously, for uh, how things went down with 9-11. And, right. Uh, right in the middle of the event. But, I mean, everybody was affected by that. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I was working course when the – I can't remember what year it was, when the Saturn – because everybody seen a picture of a Saturn, whatever the two-door coupe was, is up at about a 45-degree angle uh, <laughs> in a picture that's – the uh, Rupert or somebody caught and uh, right. Yeah, I was not working on course when that happened. Okay. Uh, not, not too many other real crazy things that I can think of. I, I, yeah. <laughs> any any save the day <laughs> stories for a competitor who needed something that you happen to have on the trailer to get them back out there? Yeah, we get quite a bit of that with tires. Yeah, uh, especially. Uh, you know, record the tire or something, and then can you switch us out? And sure, um, had a couple of times, yeah, at smaller events for, yeah, I've, I've had somebody actually go work for me, and I've gone and changed her tire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was working course or working timing or whatever, and sure. uh, yeah, uh, hey, can good. I, yeah, yeah, they approve. Can I, can I work for you so you can go do my tires? <laughs> that's a good. That's a good option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh it's good stuff. What um what do you enjoy more? The business side of it or the driving side of it? Uh the driving, I mean the business is fine too. It's uh over the years kind of learned how to moderate it. It's not as you, as you know, it, it's not as glorious as <laughs> as people think it is. It, don't work in it all that's that's cool you get to go to these tracks you get to go to events it's yeah generally not that (laughs) right right uh so do you still drive every solo nationals now yes okay i guess at solo nationals you probably have enough people there that you can still keep everything running while you're out there doing your run group um yeah 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 same we used to yeah we used to bring a person and employed a lot of events uh, to ban the store and, and do that. And over time, it just got to be too much expense, too much hassle. Right. Uh, we've kind of, for smaller events, we've just, I've just kind of taken on the model of I've got a sign I put up when we're <laughs> away and basically tech. If you need something, grab it and text me a picture of it. I'll send you an invoice and you can pay it. You know, we, it's SECA crowd. You don't have to worry about somebody running off with your stuff. Still on the honor system. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you said, like nationals, we've got enough uh, enough people around, and uh, SECA has been gracious enough to let that be my work assignment, doing sure. tires uh, at nationals only, but yeah, uh, for me and Ron, so that helps cool. quite a bit. A couple of years ago, I missed my Sunday morning uh, 
uh, pro solo runs at the finale. Not that it mattered because I'm not fast at pro solo, but uh, <laughs> missed the runs because I was we were so busy doing tires and I couldn't get over there in time. <laughs> right, right. So what do you what are you driving now? You're in Cam. Is I'm uh, guessing it's a Mustang. It's a Mustang, yeah, 2012 Mustang. Okay. D d does all of your staff solo as well? All the folks who come with you to nationals? Uh, everybody who comes with me to nationals does, yeah. Okay. Uh, and actually, our, our latest employee kind of got into it locally. Uh, you can't, you can't afford to travel yet, but. <laughs> if people want to get in touch with you, if and and want to get some stuff, if they need numbers or or make a tire order, what's the best way to to, to find your stuff? Uh, through our website, uh, soloperformance.com is the best way. We've got live chat on there. You can text us. You can call us. Uh, Facebook chat us, whatever. Uh, most of that stuff goes through me, so I'll see it in odd hours. Uh, not not all hours, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the phone and whatever. You know, we got people to answer that. But that's got that's business hours only, but uh, sure. never be afraid to email or text us. Uh, We'll get back to you and, and get you taken care of. Yeah, and 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 my experience is that they they respond quickly, folks. So, I I shot shot David email a couple of, couple of months ago, and and within a couple of hours he had already responded. And 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 I'm on a weird time zone out here, so um, that that worked out really great. So sh I'm guessing you ship everywhere, and and for the folks who are going to be at an event that you're going to be at, you could bring stuff to the event. Yep, absolutely. We ship everywhere, ship every day. It's uh, ramping up to be our our Christmas season is this time of the year where we're we're slam busy. So uh, and yeah, we can bring stuff to events, special you know, need something brought to an event or whatever. Uh, we do offer uh, you know we sell Hoosier tires, but we do offer uh, uh, if if other tires you're getting through Tire Rack, our great sponsor. Uh, we're we're one of their authorized installers. So something we've offered for people is that they can get their select us as the installer, no matter where in the country they're at, uh, and get the tires to us by the time we leave for the event. We can bring them to the event and our trailer and mount them up for you. Uh, people have you know space problems or whatever with getting their own stuff there. So we right. we do that for tours and uh, and pros and et cetera, et cetera. So if they want something like that at one of the events, about how far out before an event should they get in touch with you so that you have enough time to be able to make sure you have the inventory to get it there or get Tire Rack to get it to you? Uh, yeah, Tire Rack, I mean, we need to – Tire Rack stuff can arrive a couple days before the event. Sure. Uh, I generally will post on Facebook of what event, what events we're going to and what the deadline is. Got it. Who's your stuff I need a week to get? Yeah. Uh, most other stuff, graphics and other stuff, helmets and whatever, typically I can get those in a day or two. So cool. cool. Um, I'd like to avoid emergencies, but we've, <laughs> we've been able to wrap stuff together to help people out. So, right, right. Um, well, that's pretty awesome. Anything else you want to share with us before we, before we head out? No, I'm good. I uh, really appreciate you having me on. So that was great to have you on. And, and I know from the folks I talked to at Solo Nationals this year, and even when I'm out at my events out here, um, when I asked, you know, where do I go for this or where do I go for that, they said you got to make sure you check out Solo Performance, and and that's how I found you initially. And then um, and then I stopped by the trailer at, at Solo Nationals and kind of peeked around a little bit. And I was like, okay, 
these these folks got the goods. So, um, <laughs> but uh, appreciate you taking a little bit of time at soloperformance.com and uh, make sure you uh, uh, check them out for anything you need. And if you want to, if you want something from an event, you know, get in touch with them as well ahead of time. So, uh, do you have an eight hundred number or something like that that we can share with folks? Yep, eight seven seven six one four solo seven solo seven six five six. All right. Well, that is going to do it for another Inside the SCCA. If you like what you're hearing, or subscribe to the Racing Wire Podcast Network so you won't miss an episode. It would also be great if you leave a comment, especially if it's a good one. You can follow us on social media. And uh, to find out who our next guest is going to be, leave a question. You can do that on Twitter, at RacingWireNet, or you can hit us up on Facebook. There's a new episode of Inside the SCCA every week. I'm Brian Belansky. Have yourself a great weekend. Stay safe. And go play with cars. Hi, I'm Kelton Jago, and this is Inside the SCCA. Inside the SCCA is a presentation of the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Rural 15 Productions. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Sports Car Club of America. The views expressed within are those of the host and our guests, and not that of the SCCA.